Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. This meeting of the Movie Council is now in session. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Movie Council podcast. I'm your host, AJ Sherry, and alongside me, as always, is the Movie Council's daddy, Dan Sherry. Hey, And the smooth-talking Southern Southern gentleman returning this week after a hiatus, Marky Bondurant. Hello. Welcome, guys. And each and every week, we bring to you the latest news, reviews, recommendations, and all other kinds of great movie stuff your ears can handle. And tonight, we're tackling the 2022 music biopic, Elvis, directed by Boz Lerman, starring Austin Butler, Tom Hanks. Also, we have some special recommendations for a special young man who's going on a trip overseas so we're going to discuss some great movie recommendations you can, you know, watch on a flight somewhere. So uh, we'll get into that later. But first, Marky, how you doing, buddy? Pretty good. Pretty good. Um, had to go back to work this week. Was in San Antonio for a little bit. I was at the beach on vacation the week before that. Uh, you guys know this. I told you, but uh, the beach vacation that I was on, the there was a family beach trip and the whole family got sick one of the little toddlers brought a toddler cold with them and it ran through the whole house so everyone at the beach on vacation dealt with that which wasn't the most fun to have at a beach but you know at least you got to be sick at a beach so it's a little bit different. you know we were still drinking um and the house that we were staying in had a theater in the basement i also told you boys about that uh you know nice ass epson projector projector in the ceiling they had nice yeah and i i don't know a lot about this stuff but i could tell that the screen that they had on the wall was with some money it wasn't just you know your high school white sheet it was right. one of those high dollar reflective screens because that image was sharp and they had some uh kind of like old school theater seats you know with the cup holders in them and everything and Mm-hmm. surround sound speakers it was super easy to hook up there was also an hdmi cable uh in one of the walls so i put my switch in there one night and uh we played, yeah. played some video games in the theater <laughs> but that was fun i had yeah, a lot but, of- but you also watched a movie on it i imagine yeah we watched predator we watched the first predator mm-hmm. um and not, not, not surprising but yeah i and then another night or another day when everyone was taking a nap late later in the week you know uh because we were there for a full week by the end of the week like thursday people start kind of like nodding off taking naps left and right and been boozing all week and everything um and i went down there and i, I watched interstellar by myself in the middle of the day and that was pretty rad mm-hmm. so yeah i'm gonna now, get myself one of those theaters when i grow up and i have some money it's yeah. a christopher nolan film is a good one to pop on there yeah okay can i admit i've never seen interstellar no I have. I know. I don't know how, why, or how, but yeah, I've never seen Interstellar. And is is that a, a Hans Zimmer uh, soundtrack? Do you remember AJ? I it's, believe it is. It's one of those OG masters, and so it's you know it's a one of those movies that's it's beautiful to see. 
you know, it was filmed on the, uh, uh, what's, what's the super cameras called that some of these IMAX? guys, IMAX camera. Oh, they're reds. Um, yeah. And yeah, it's filmed on the IMAX camera and you've got this master of, uh, uh, a guy that's been doing it for years for the soundtrack and the combination of that just kind of works beautifully to see it on a theater um, even if you don't like the movie those two aspects of it alone end up being gorgeous and it's mm-hmm. enjoyable to watch and listen to mm-hmm. so. well glad to hear Marky I'm glad you're back we're all glad you're back thank you yeah, our, adoring fan, our adoring fans are glad you're back oh, big, time. Dan, big what, time what's up what's up brother how you doing uh, not too bad, you know. Uh, been a kind of quiet week. Been very uneventful, which you know, not so bad. So I, I've I've been relaxing and enjoying it. So uh, again, the daddy's been lazy. I haven't haven't been posting much on social media, but eventually I'll get back to posting on there. So when I do, you can see that all. Uh, on our we're on instagram and twitter and facebook it's at movie council pod and uh you can also send us an email to movie council pod at gmail.com great and uh yeah great. We, we, go ahead oh i sort of I, I was gonna say i i, I almost like asking you where to find us Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, I jumped the gun there. I know, that's, that's all right. That's all right. You kind of yeah. stole my thunder. But hey, you know, here. Hey, we do have an email, but we'll get to that later. Yes. yes. Um, that's sort of like a segment of this week's podcast versus just reading an email. Um, mm-hmm. So um, I think I think the first thing we should do is jump into. Uh, oh, I guess I should say how I'm doing, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, how are you doing, AJ? <laughs> I'm back at work this week after vacation last week. The car situation is not sorted out after my accident still, but the insurance company's kind of dicking me around with the money. But <laughs> what a but, shock. But that that's okay. That's okay. It, tell it, them it, you can take care it, of it in Maynard. <laughs> Brainerd. Take care of it right there in Brainerd. In Brainerd. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I I should have. It would have made things a lot easier if we did take care of it in Brainerd, but <laughs> maybe with a wood chipper and a Anyway, right. but yeah, she's she the the woman was uh, the from the insurance company is relatively un- incompetent. So uh, yeah. we'll just leave it at that. And supposedly, an- supposedly another check is in the mail, so to speak. So that's I, mm-hmm. I felt like a TW joke in the air with uh, <laughs> AJ mentioning the gender and DP yeah. slightly poking at it. <laughs> incompetent woman, what? Yeah. QTW. <laughs> Aside from that, you know, it's a short week. So in banking, that means it was it was a busy week because I had to cram a lot of stuff work into four days. shorter week, yeah, four days. Mm-hmm. So you know, but good, everything's good, and that's, that's all. Okay. And and that's and that's it for us guys. Like you know, no one died. No one, no one cares about us anymore than that. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, no, no, one, I, no one died on this side of the pond, at least. Right. Yeah. No. The no, queen no. died. Oh. Yeah, that was big news. I I, can't, I, I will was it say. was it was it Reggie Jackson that did it or? <laughs> yeah, he was being controlled, mind controlled, and yeah, I shooter kill the queen. <laughs> I don't understand that reference. Naked gun from the naked gun. God damn it! Oh shit! Now I feel like adult. Yeah. Get off! Get off this council! Sorry. 
I was the one that helped boat that movie to the top. But I I will say this, like the first time today where I saw a headline that said King Charles the third does blah, blah, blah. It it just fucking looked weird to not see Prince Charles. All of a sudden it's King Charles the third. It kind of was a bit jarring, but yeah, it's going to take a little bit to get used to that. I don't, I don't care for the aristocracy uh, and I don't follow that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, But it is still weird because, you know, just so used to reading Queen Elizabeth this right. and that, and now to see this other uh, title in there, it's going to take a little bit to get used to. Yeah, she's been queen for a long goddamn long time. time. Yep. Have you what, seen like some of those thirteen uh, presidents or some crazy right, number that's what like that? I was just that? about to yeah. say. Have you seen some of those charts where it has mm-hmm. like different nations, prime ministers or presidents or other kings, yeah. uh, leaders that have been come and gone in the same time she was queen yeah it's crazy it's a big list so yeah long live the king i guess yeah i guess that's a good (laughs) thing well that's that's the news and it's a good segue into movie news and i think and i think think we have some this week we do there's a bunch of stuff going on um first one i want to talk about there's something i've been uh I saw recently, and we kind of brought it up a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about Venice Film Fe- Film Venice Film Festival. Yeah. Um. So, like, we were talking about all the movies that would be uh, showing up there, and one of them uh, played there. Uh, Darren Aronofsky's The Whale. And again, I, I think it, I I haven't seen other people call it this, but we need to start plugging this shit a lot. It needs to be known as the Renaissance because fucking Brendan Fraser, holy shit, is he getting some fucking love that is so well deserved. At the screening at Venice, uh, after they showed the whale, Brendan Fraser got a six minute standing ovation in Venice. Like this dude. Everybody, like everybody, seems so happy to see this dude succeed, and apparently, succeeding in a fucking major way. Apparently, he crushed it in this movie, The Whale. Um, I, I've seen a bunch of stuff. Like I saw an interview with Darren Aronofsky talking about, um, uh, like he he had this script and this movie ready to go for like ten years but they couldn't find the right person for the role. And like, you know, he'd been looking and looking and, you know, it took him 10 years and finally they came across Brendan Fraser and he came and read for it. And and like the first time he read, they fucking knew the producer and Aronofsky saw him read and like, this is it. Boom. And they started making the movie right away. And apparently, Brandon Fraser is just amazing in this movie. And I'm so fucking happy for him because this dude deserves it. Let's be honest. This guy, and, and again, this is one of those things that I, um, I, I don't know how well-known it is. I, I know now it's getting more well-known because of this. But this guy. Because of this podcast. Yes, because, because of us mm-hmm. and our far-reaching voices um right 
Brendan Fraser, you know, was a big star in the late 90s, early 2000s. You know, The Mummy, all that was one of the best movies ever made. I'm going to say it. Yeah, he, he was huge on top of the world Thanks. and then just kind of disappeared. And part of that came from the fact that Brendan Fraser was like sexually assaulted by huh. some, you know, kind of high up movie muckety muck. And huh. when he brought it up to people, he fucking got blackballed. And oh, like, shit. yeah, and that's why we didn't see Brendan Fraser for nearly 20 years. Like between the fact that this fucking guy treated him like that and then the fact that he spoke out about it made it so people didn't want to work with him anymore. Oh, God, that's fucked. Yeah, they're fucking horrible. And the fact that now, after all this time, you know, like uh, Doom Patrol came out a couple of years ago and everyone was like, oh, hey, Brendan Fraser, what happened to him? But now with Aronofsky's movie, The Whale, where apparently he just completely fucking steals it, this guy's getting some major major recognition and it, from what you see like everyone's so happy for him too like everyone's yeah. so excited that the renaissance is happening and i for one i'm all for it i i'm super excited i, I know that you're leading the charge there dp i've seen yeah. you at the front of those picket lines hell so, yeah but so uh so go ahead marky sorry I, I was just gonna say i did see a clip of that the that six minute standing ovation and mm -hmm. uh brendan fraser looks like in tears like and he had to sit yes. down like he was overwhelmed mm -hmm. um and it's i also just wanted to add that uh i was not aware of the uh sexual harassment on him because that was always like a question in my mind I'm like sure what a lot of other people him? like yeah, yeah why just he was, he, yeah and he was he was a good actor and mm -hmm. he was also exploding and then he vanished um that explains a lot because it, what's unfortunate uh, this is a couple things i want to say the first one being that it's unfortunate that uh that obviously it's unfortunate that it happened to him but it's also the time that it happened to him because if mm -hmm. if this was a later date closer to our time now and he had said that then this producer would have gotten skewered right. and we, we would have kept brendan fraser yeah. um but at that time that was the thing. That was the time when Harvey Weinstein was just running around shoving mm -hmm. caviar up his butt and cocaine in his dick yeah. hole and <laughs> screwing everyone in town and got away with that for 30 fucking years. The second thing I was going to say was that, uh, you know, this has been, you know, this has been happening to female actresses for Mm -hmm. since the beginning of time uh, yeah. you know since the beginning of hollywood and it hasn't been until recently so it is unfortunate that it happened to brendan frazier um he's maybe i don't know i don't have enough information to speak accurately on this i was going to say maybe he's like one of the few like male actors that's happened to but that surely can't mm -hmm. be the case hollywood's too fucked yeah i don't know he's i'm one starting of the to few I know. Out of control here um like i i've heard about him and uh a Here's the crazy one too, when you look at the guy and you think someone would say wouldn't be able to do it, mm -hmm. but Terry Crews, mm -hmm. this happened to as well. Right? Yeah, who's yeah. a fucking jacked dude that you would and think like about who's that. ever yeah. going to do something to him? But yeah, it happened to him too. And he was so. he was catching flack for being people were making fun of him like you're so big, how could you let that happen? To exactly. You? Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. So it's, it happens to way too many women and. Apparently to men too, so even huge dudes. Yeah. 
but uh, luckily, you know, shit's finally starting to change. Now. I mean, obviously, it's not perfect. There's there's more but eyes we're, on But it we're now. getting better. Yeah. Right. What were so. you going to say, AJ? Do you remember your thought before I cut you off? Oh, yeah. So Rotten Tomatoes has this Venice Film Festival scorecard. Okay. And uh, the whale's getting 85% right now, but the you know, they have a little blurb under the critics' consensus. Uh-huh. It says, held together by a killer, Brendan Fraser, nice. the whale sings a song of empathy that will leave most viewers blubbering. Oh, shit. <laughs> I'm not ready to come. And the critic from RogerEber.com said, with the whale, Aronofsky and Fraser take, have taken substantive risks in the name of an insistent empathy. I think, and my tear ducks agree, that those, <laughs> ri- that those risks paid off. Oh damn! So we're nice. supposed to be crying in this movie? Yeah, it's oh, supposed. Man. It 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 the, the the description is a reclusive English teacher suffering from severe obesity attempts to reconnect with his estranged teenage daughter for one last chance at redemption. Wow. So, so yeah. So I All guess right. it's it's my schedule for it's a, a, a tearjerker. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So and by the way, um, Marky, just I know this is not completely related, but uh-huh. um, the um, the the uh, Martin McDonough film, uh-huh. mm-hmm. the one that's that premiered there. What the heck was it called? The Banshees of Inisherin. In- mm-hmm. Right, this word right, that we right. need someone else to tell us how to say. Yeah, Inisherin. It's at a hundred percent right now, currently. Whoa. On tomato. I wow. I mean Fe- I'm. It's and probably it's just, just like two people, but I well, like no, this. no, no. It's, it's <laughs> featuring some of Martin McDonough's finest work and a pair of outstanding wow. lead performances. The Banshee of Inner Sharon is a finely crafted feel bad treat. Nice. <laughs> that sounds like his work, and I love it. Right. You yeah, know, so and look forward Colin, to that. We, we, I think we all, the three of us, know that uh, Brendan Gleeson is a master actor. Um, but I would also like to point out that Colin Farrell has some chops that start to reach like the top tier and he's just done so many other odd job things mm-hmm. but w- when he finds the right script and director that guy fucking can kill it and some of this best work i've seen him do has been through martin mcdonough and so i'm really yeah, excited no, about this yeah one. I, I'm, I'm a fan of uh, colin farrell actually yeah i like him he was fucking amazing as the penguin in Batman. In yeah, Batman. I was watching that the other day. Like, on the plane you forget again. that that's him. So good. Like, it, it's so weird to watch that movie and think, oh my God, that's fucking. <laughs> yeah, you need to get some of those, you know, those bigger blockbuster roles here and there. Right. In, yeah, order, in, order, in order to do the, uh, you know, what you, the things you want to do. Right, right. He did like that Total Recall to. with. Um... Uh, yeah, the reboot of Total right. Recall. Yeah, yeah, he did that. Um, did you guys ever see Phone Booth? Uh, yeah, a long I time ago. Like that movie. Yeah, I think that's so, a great movie. I don't really remember much. It's one of those ones that you know, like, uh, kind of like the outfit that just kind of takes place in one spot, but is really fucking good. And a lot of it is him. Like he yeah. he carries that movie with you know his acting. So. Yeah, but I feel yeah. like that was more like mainstream American film type thing. Yeah. Whereas like the Martin McDonough stuff, you know, is, uh, you yeah. know, it, it's more stuff that I think, you know, he, he probably wanted to do. Yeah. Oh, like, sure. You know yeah. what I mean? Something that, that, that kind of meaty role like that, that he had. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and then this one coming up. 
Mm-hmm. And then obviously what I haven't seen, but the the lobster, right? He's in that. Oh, right. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that, that's a, that was a one that just really kind of takes you back. You're like, this is the same Colin Farrell that I've seen. And, you know, these uh, in the movie SWAT with uh, Samuel L. Jackson and LL Cool J. You guys remember SWAT? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. And yeah, the lobster is, it's, it, it kind of, the character that he is is very uh I don't, it's hard to describe not someone that you would admire or not not someone that you would aspire to be uh, mm-hmm. very spineless um you know uh, just takes these kind of humble roles too but and then kills it yeah so uh venice film festival lots of good stuff coming out of there like yeah stay tuned there's um, a lot of it's a lot of high marks on that list right now yeah uh, critics so yeah good stuff be, be, before i say one last thing about the renaissance um that's right with the venice film festival the other kind of big story that's been coming out lately is about olivia wilde's movie don't worry darling oh right i've been hearing some of that but Pretty and f- it's not good what, what's been coming out has not been good not, not, either not stuff about the movie itself yeah, so the stuff about the movie has been like eh, mixed reviews, and then the other stuff about like uh, Florence Pugh apparently not too happy with the way the movie's being marketed. Um, apparently, Olivia Wilde is a little too in love with Harry Styles, and well, I guess married, they're dating they? now, or yeah, they're dating. And so, so there's all sorts of shit going on with Don't Worry, Darling, which going into Venice was like everyone had high hopes for which now when you think back on it because i kind of forgot about this but if you remember like uh shia labeouf was originally supposed to be in that and then apparently he just he wasn't getting along with for florence Pugh and other people on the set and like there was all sorts of shit going on with shia labeouf so he left and then they brought in harry styles and apparently Olivia Wilde got smitten with Harry Styles right. or something happened because, yeah, Florence Pugh not happy completely with the movie. Uh, the reviews for the movie aren't great. The, a few people are still talking about how great Florence Pugh is, but a lot of people say the movie's just eh. So there, there was apparently like some also like some audio transcripts that were released i didn't listen to him i just saw some headlines so i'm um, you know i'm i'm speaking clickbait out loud if you right, will yeah but uh olivia wilde was like calling florence Pugh, i believe to try and convince her to stay and i mm-hmm. can't remember if that was during the shallow buff thing or the harry styles thing but yeah like she was having to convince people to stay at on the project yeah um and then more recently i think it was at venice um People are debating whether or not Harry Styles spit on Chris Pine. Yes. <laughs> There's no way he clip. spit on him. But I, I saw just, the clip. It really looks like he did, it, though. It looks like he could have. He, but there's he no way it, he would have. And there's no I way know. Chris Pine would have just sat there and taken it. Like I don't know. I don't uh, know. No, would you, Chris though? Pine... Or would you stand up and give like a Will Smith slap? Like, yeah, you know, fuck what, yeah. What are, you, what are your options? Harry Styles, fuck him. He, so, Harry Styles wasn't in hell or high water, but goddamn Chris Pine was, so he so should you, get up and slap him. <laughs> Chris Pine looked very composed. You saw the clip, right? 
Okay. Yes, I did. did. So you saw the motion where Harry Styles very much looks like kind of tilted his head over, and, and even then, even like yeah. a snap of his head, like a. Mm-hmm. And Chris, as soon as he does it, Chris Pine looks in his lap and stops and clapping. Stops clapping. And he's yeah. kind of like shocked for a second. And then Harry Styles sits down and and looks at him like, "What are you gonna do, bitch?" Yeah. And, then, and then Chris Pine kind of pretends like nothing happened. It really looks like there was something. I there. don't think he did. Like it, I definitely get it though. Like I, I can see why people thought it, but I don't think he did. Yeah. Me personally, I don't think he did. So why don't you think he did? Because I think he did. It, it would have been more of a reaction. I don't know. I, I, I can't imagine it would have just been a stop clapping and look down moment for Chris Pine. They would have, think, and he wouldn't have just like smiled and laughed with him when he sat down. I, uh, think I don't know. Pine, I think Chris Pine kept it together and was like, not here, little fucker. I'll see yeah. you later. I, I don't know. I, I just can't imagine like there would have been that little of a reaction. So You don't want to fucking do a Will Smith, Will Smith slap when everyone's watching. I mean, you, you do that uh, stuff when he's walking out to his car. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I suppose, yeah. It's possible. I, so, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe you talked me into it. Maybe, maybe he did spit on him. <laughs> I'm with you. Fuck Harry Styles. Yeah. <laughs> he's got some big britches. All he did was put his little pecker in Olivia Wilde. Now he thinks right? he's the now big Now suddenly he thinks he's fucking De Niro. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, speaking of De Niro, last thing I want to say about the Renaissance. Uh Right now, Brendan Fraser, one of the movies he's working on right now is fucking Martin Scorsese's next movie. Oh, wow. Uh, it's called Killers of the Flower Moon, directed by Scorsese. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's in it. Robert De Niro's in it. Fat Damon is in it. Um, nice. And fucking Brendan Fraser. So, like, he he is all out, like, fucking back into the A-list yeah like it, it's fucking so awesome to see because yeah, i'm excited yeah working with Scorsese, worked with aronofsky and now scorsese like yeah brendan fraser is fucking back god damn nice. it yeah you can't you can't keep talented people down i mean i guess you mm-hmm. can technically but yeah you know, just not we, forever yeah, yeah. We, we'd love to see him back you know say what you will about mel gibson but that motherfucker can make some movies right and you know he got blackballed for a minute but you know, he he came back and did Apocalypto, and like, holy mm-hmm. shit, he did some good ones. Yeah, I mean, he's still doing shit. Yeah, Fat Man came out what like I'll, two years ago. Fat <laughs> Man was good. I liked it. <laughs> Cameo in uh, Boss Level that was great. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, any hearses, but yeah. Uh, any other news? Uh, news wise, no. But I do have one other thing. If you guys, uh, if you guys have any, you guys have any more news? No. Okay. So in that case, let me get into an interesting-ish, I guess uh, you could say, uh, movie theory that I heard. And I want to run this by you guys and th- see what you think. All right. So, uh, movie Fight Club: The Narrator, played by Edward Norton, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so in the movie, it ends, you know, he shoots himself like through the cheek with the gun, right. you know, rips his cheek out. And then he and her watch the, the buildings collapse. And that's the end of the movie. Cue the pixies. Yeah. 
So, however, though, in the book, the way it ends is, you know, same thing. He shoots himself through the cheek and then he ends up in an, uh, like a mental health facility and insane asylum. And it turns out like other members of Project Mayhem work there. So book kind of ends with them talking about helping him break out. Okay. So the theory goes that because, you know, he was locked up and going crazier and crazier, and he has a big scar on one cheek from the gun, and then another big scar on his other cheek from Fight Club, that they helped him escape from his insane asylum, which was Arkham Asylum. And then he went and put white paint on his face and started terrorizing Gotham as the Joker in the Dark Knight. Thoughts? That's a fun theory. Um, It fits, doesn't it? It kind of fits. It it fits, but that's that's bridging. uh, It's bridging kind of different universes if you will yeah it's right? crossing worlds here it's right like crossing streams never cross the streams do they ever <laughs> say for sure that that fight club doesn't take place in gotham city no they don't <laughs> but also but, chuck palachinichik also yeah. isn't uh greek a DC craig craig yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, he's, he's not a dc writer no but apparently, like in the book, it even says like the scars on his cheeks make it look like he has a you know ear to ear smile. I didn't like realize an evil so. jack o' lantern. So and in the it, movie, he just got the one scar. Right, but apparently, okay. in the book, he's got two scars from a fight or something. Yeah, and so it does. So now, now the theory is he was the Joker because if you think about it too, in the Dark Knight, there is no backstory for the Joker. The, like, we never find anything out about him, his name, where he came from, why right. he's so crazy. Everything's just left up in the air. So it's possible he's, and, and we don't we don't even know the narrator's name from Fight Club. He's just the narrator. It is a fun theory. Right. Um, <laughs> it, it, it can fit because it's loose enough. Right. But uh, just on the basis of the creators, I would say no. Yeah. So it's it a fun it, one though. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I, and you know, if if you can you can you can choose to believe it because like I said, it's it's loose enough to work. Right. So righty then. Uh you guys got any movie theories you wanna throw out there? Any no, but I like ridiculous that. ones. <laughs> I might have to dig it's into though, yeah. Right? Uh, yeah. Maybe search the interwebs and find one for next week. That's a fun it's yeah. a fun topic. All right then. Uh, let's and, uh, let's do, read our email. Then, yeah. Do we get huh? in, Do we get an email? Well, an we email? sure did. Yeah, it was sent to moviecouncilpod at gmail dot com, and yeah. uh, it's from our from our good friend Danny, and he uh, emailed us this week. He said, "Hello, gentlemen. In a couple weeks, I'm taking a trip to Spain with my brother, and the flight is eleven hours long." Do you guys have any recommendations for movies I should download and watch during the flight? By the way, I've seen Palm Springs, The Outfit, and Blow the Man Down already. All right, so he knows as well that those are definitely three movies I would recommend. So uh, 
So other than those ones, uh, I've got, you, you guys want to give them some recommendations? Yeah, yeah. actually, um, right before we recorded, I went through uh, the four most popular streaming services and wrote down two movies for each that I would recommend to anybody to watch mm -hmm. from my Rolodex. So, all um, right, sounds good. One yeah, of them was I, Palm Springs. So I'm going to go ahead and mark that out right now. No, <laughs> I should I should have done that, but I kind of stuck with um, Netflix for some reason. Well, that's good mm -hmm. too. So, and yeah. I, I, you know, I'm kind of dumb, and I just found this out recently. I've been traveling a lot for work, um, and I'm always relying on the airlines to provide my entertainment. Like, oh, what can I get, uh, you know, through American Airlines or United? Sometimes those apps like the entertainment thing is buggy and it doesn't work and you don't get the movie services and then i'm just shit out of luck for you know however long the flight is it wasn't until recently that i realized and again i'm dumb preface that you can download movies from your subscriptions onto your device so if you got an mm -hmm. ipad or your phone you can download a movie from hulu netflix prime hbo and just watch it whenever that's i've I just recently started doing that and yeah, I feel like an idiot for not doing it before. So, all right. Um, well, let, let, let me give Danny, uh, my, my first recommendation. If you, so it's an 11 hour flight, which by the way, to be honest, a bit of a humble brag. Like, Oh, I'm going to Spain with my brother. So far. Yeah, we yeah. get it. You're fucking cool. All right. So, so just for the get record over yourself, Barcelona is <laughs> six hours ahead of us. And he said, when he gets there, it will be, you know he's gonna it's gonna be the following day so he's i guess kind of traveling throughout the night morning mm -hmm. you know so, yeah like for me if i was on an 11 hour flight i would sleep for like 10 and a half i'd be awake for like the 15 minutes it takes me to get on and the 15 minutes it takes me to get off the rest of the time i just sleep and snore so loud that i keep the rest of the plane up but go. For those uh, those that would be awake and want to watch movies, may, let me recommend a couple for you, Danny. So my first one um, is a movie, again, uh, because we just recently talked about Ethan Hawke, I wanted to uh, recommend an Ethan Hawke movie. Uh, this movie is from, uh, let's see, 1993. Stars Ethan Hawke, and it's called Alive. Uh, it's a movie about uh, this rugby team whose plane crashes in the oh, Andes and that. yeah. And they, you know, they assume they're dead and these people are just kind of stranded on the mountain and end up having to like cannibalize based the, on a the, true story. Yes. They, they, they ate other people from the rugby team after their plane crashes into the mountains on the Andes. And again, like I said, we just talked about Ethan Hawk and Ethan Hawk stars in it. So I figured I'd recommend, uh, Alive from 1993. And where can you to watch while you're on a plane? Uh, that's one you have to just kind of, uh, you know, Give get on search. Prime Video. Yeah, okay. like, like you have to pay to rent it, but you can okay. rent it on Prime for for three bucks. So the the movies that I've got on my list, I try to keep to uh, freebies. Um, mm -hmm. And I'll start with like I've got two for each. Uh, I, I did one. I did two from Hulu, Netflix, Prime, and HBO. Wow! Um, I only I feel like a bad father. I only have five recommendations. Well, I mean, I've I I I went through right before we recorded. I went through each of the streaming apps, and I went to my previously watched 
search history and I would yeah. like scroll through. I'm like, no, 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 no. Yes. Love that one. No, 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 no. Yes. Love that one. Mm-hmm. So I just okay. wrote it down real quick. Hit me. Hulu. Hulu, he already said Palm Springs. So mm-hmm. uh, the other one, and some of these, a lot of these, we've talked about on the podcast. So I'm just rehashing. Um, Hulu, though, I highly recommend the movie The Little Hours um, with uh, AJ's favorite woman. I'm drawing a blank. You know Aubrey who I'm Plaza? talking about. Aubrey Plaza. Aubrey Plaza. Yes, thank you. And it uh, has the young Franco brother, Dave Franco. Uh, John C. Riley, Molly Shannon. Um, I forget the other two ladies in it. They're, I think they're also Saturday Night Live people. Oh, Kate Micucci's one of the ones in it. And she's, yeah. What she's movie is this? Funny. It's called The Little, Little Hours. Hours. AJ, have you not seen this? What is it called? The Little Hours. No, I have not. It's on Hulu. It's free. Um, Aubrey Plaza. And, and it's good, you're saying? It's hilarious. It's a comedy. It is so funny. They. Aubrey Plaza and these uh, two other ladies, they played nuns. Yeah. And Allison uh, Brie is the other one. That's Kate, yeah. Kate McCucci, Allison and Brie, Allison and Brie. Aubrey, Aubrey Plaza. And Molly, Molly Shannon plays like the head sister or something. Um, John C. Riley plays like a friar. And then Dave Franco plays this like loner that comes into the village and <clears throat> they pretend like he's a mute. Or like, like John C. Riley does, and all the uh, the young ladies like all want to bang him, and they eventually all do. I think it's it's just like a weird, bizarre comedy. I don't and see this on on Hulu. I saw it uh, when I was scrolling through just a minute ago. The little hours. Yeah, I don't see that. It, it's on Amazon Prime as well. So, oh, Prime. Oh, yeah, you can find it there if you can't find it on Hulu. Uh, it, it, it is one that flew under the radar. Paramount um, Plus as well, I believe. It's a couple places it's on. You can find it, yeah. But Interesting. I've never heard of this. And I, I knew nothing about it. Sam and I put it on one night, and we laughed our asses off all the way through. And, and, Dan, and Dan, you can download it on, on Amazon, definitely. I see the download option. Nice. Yeah. Highly recommend it, though. It's, it's original. It's hilarious. Everyone in it works well together. And it's just something that I still think about occasionally. You know, it's, it's it, it was that fun of a movie that I, whenever I see it, I always I'm always tempted to put it back on. And I've got a bunch of other movies, but AJ, if you want to spit some out, then uh, I'll I'll wait to say my my piece. Yeah, I actually have an Aubrey Plaza movie. I'll save that to later. Of course, I do because I love her. Mm-hmm. This one is fucking ridiculously cool as well. But the first one, I went mostly with um, Netflix. Uh-huh. I do have a couple that are not, but um, the first one I'll go with that you can definitely download on Netflix is the um, 2015, well, 2014 film Nightcrawler. Right. With Jake Gyllenhaal, must see. Uh, yeah, so this is one where you know it. It'll occupy its hour and fifty-seven minutes is the runtime, and you will not want to take your eyes off of the screen. So, Los Angeles Denison, Lu- I'm just reading from uh, from Rotten Tomatoes. Louis Bloom, played by Jake Gyllenhaal, survives by scavenging and petty theft. He stumbles into a new career as a cameraman. 
and armed with a camcorder and police scanner, begins nocturnal forays across the city in search of shocking and grisly crimes. When he catches the eye of a shop-worn news director, played by Renee Russo, who welcomes the chance to raise her station's ratings, Lewis goes to increasingly greater lengths to catch the money shot. This movie is insane. Mm-hmm. Like, it is gripping, and it is... Like the commentary in it is so fascinating. I just I, I thought it was an incredible movie. It's, I, it's, I think Jake Gyllenhaal is amazing in it. I was just gonna say that it's it's a performance by Jake Gyllenhaal that uh, stands out from all his other ones. It really it's, does. It's not like if, his other stuff, right? If you have any interest in Jake Gyllenhaal stuff, or if, if you haven't if, seen even if or even if you don't or you haven't seen it much with him in it. This is worth this is worth a watch. Yeah. For sure. This is a good entry into Jake Gyllenhaal. Or if you don't like him, I encourage you to watch it because I think this could change your yeah, mind. Yeah, that could flip you. But that's my first one. That's Netflix. It's definitely downloadable. Um, Netflix, two hour runtime. So go for it. And then after you watch it, uh, you can go back and listen to episode four of the Movie Council podcast. Yeah, yeah. Where, so where we so, talk about Nightcrawler. Uh, yeah, it's about, a, that's a pick a movie week. Oh yes, I picked that for you, right? You did, yeah. Right. So it's interesting. Like I don't know how far back Dan's gone into our backlog of episodes. So you know, he has watched Blow the Man Down, which means he's listened pretty far back. Yeah. You know, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if he's heard us talk about that. But yeah, yeah. Listen to that. Listen to us talk at length about it, and then watch it. <laughs> all right, TP. Yeah. All right. So, um, but my next one is uh, uh, stars someone we're going to be talking about uh, later on in this podcast, Mr. Tom Hanks. Uh, in the year uh, two thousand, he did a little movie called Castaway where he stars as a guy whose plane crashes on a deserted island, and he's there all by him, which is why it's such a great performance by him. It's just him and a fucking volleyball he names Wilson trying to survive on this island after uh, his plane crashes in the middle of nowhere. Sensing a theme. Wait, wait, what? What was the first movie you mentioned, DP? (laughs) Alive. Ah, <laughs> where the plane crashes in the mountains. Yes, okay. th- this one's totally different because the plane, plane crashes, crashes in the ocean. Yeah, right, right, right. Okay, okay. AJ, I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, okay. Yeah. But yeah, stars, uh, stars Tom Hanks. You can find it on Hulu. It's, yeah, it, it's really a great fucking film. So definitely worth watching. One of Tom Hanks' better performances. He was nominated for an Oscar for it for Best Leading Actor. Um, I believe the Volleyball Wilson won an Academy Award for Best Volleyball, or I don't know if I just made that up. Uh, I might have, but yeah. So yeah, Castaway starring starring Tom Hanks. You definitely know, worth watching because, you know, it's an 11-hour flight. You got time to watch multiple movies, so. Right. Yeah. And uh, Castaway is one of those movies that I feel like people know about even if they haven't seen it. That was such like a big movie when it came out and was talked about for so long. Oh, big but time, yeah. I firmly believe it should, it's still a must-see. That is a very good movie. It is mm-hmm. solid, and it's it is very cool. Um, so give it a watch, even if you've always heard about it but never watched it. I highly recommend that one. 
What do you got, Marky? Um, so for my next uh, streamers, uh, I'm in Netflix now. And again, um, I'm rehashing some movies that we have talked about. But uh, since we're recommending them, I felt like it was okay to bring them up again to just you know mention them um, and just give them a, a another mention just you know to tell you about them. Um, first one is I don't feel at home. In the, I'm just going to say both of these and kind of run through the Ooh, rest of my list. It's a good choice. I don't feel at home in this. I don't feel at home in this world anymore. Yeah, that's um, a good, good choice. It's a very odd movie. Um, <clears throat> On Netflix, it's it was a Netflix original. It's been on there. I don't think it's ever come down. Um, Elijah Wood and you guys might remember the, the uh, female lead. I can't remember her name because Melanie she, Linsky. What's yes, her name? Yeah, Melanie. Linsky. Melanie Linsky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, Again, another one we covered on uh, the podcast. You we did. Yeah, yeah, good one. Good after movie. watching it, so yeah. Just, so, just as a quick dip, recap, maybe? then uh, it's. It's a story. It is crazy. And I love it. Um, It's a story about a a person that goes through life kind of doing things as a somewhat common, courteous citizen and seeing everyone around them just act like assholes. And they just had had enough. You know, the, the neighbor's dog is shitting on their lawn people cutting them off in the grocery store, cutting them off mm-hmm. in line and traffic. And it, they just kind of break to a degree. And they're like, you know what? Fuck this. And they just start speaking out, lashing out. And they end up getting involved into a, a weird criminal. Yeah. Underground. Don't, 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 don't say too, yeah. don't say too yeah. much. It's just Dan, good. Dan, I endorse this pick this. Watch this. Yeah. Watch and this then, one. Real quick, the other one is uh, Bird Box on Netflix. That was another yeah. Netflix original. Yeah, and, Sandra you know, Bullock, right? Yeah, it was. It, it got a lot of love when it came out, and then once it started, that love started to taper off. People started talking shit. I think TW was talking shit. Um, it but, got a lot of buzz early, I think. And I, I really liked it. I, I thought the concept was great. It's a horror thriller, and it's like in this apocalypse world in America, where um, if there's like something out on the streets and if you see it, it makes you go insane. And so like the people that have survived, they're like huddled in houses and they like cover their faces. Um, and whenever they have to venture out into the streets to get supplies, they have to like go out blindfolded blind. It's, it's, uh, it's a pretty unique. And at least as far as I know, pretty unique idea. I thought it was well, well done. Sandra Bullock was the lead. She was, she did well. Um, I think she's always good to me. Yeah, she's solid. Um, I really like that movie, and I th- I think it outlived the buzz, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So those are my two Netflix recommendations. I don't feel at home in this world, and Bird Box. I love I love the first. I love I don't feel at home in this world anymore. Dan, watch that. Forget any of my other recommendations. Watch that. One. I've already watched it. Hey yo. Yes. All right, AJ. My- what's yours? My next one's also on Netflix, and we did also talk about it on the podcast. I feel like the retread is a theme marking between us here. Well, I mean, it's, there's a you know, there's no harm in bringing it back up again. Well, what did he mention? Palm Springs and Blow the Man Down and right. whatever. Like he hasn't watched all these, so is it just to reiterate that he should watch Sorry these to Bother great. You? Oh uh, uh, yeah, yeah, he yeah. Should watch Sorry to Bother You. Yeah. Um, 
takes place in Oakland, California. It's an alternate reality. It, it's uh, Lakeith Stanfield plays Cassius Green as a telemarketer who starts to move up the corporate ladder after discovering this magical key that, uh, anyway, so yeah, it, it's crazy. It's it is crazy, 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 crazy. It ends crazier than it begins. It just, it's, it gets Indeed. crazier and crazier. Indeed. Yeah. Um, and it's also, it's uh, Lakeith Stanfield and um, it's Tessa, Tom was it, was, oh, was it Tessa Thompson? Yeah, Tessa Thompson. Tessa Thompson, Terry Crews is in it. And us, uh, uh, Danny Glover and Army Hammer. Oh, Army Hammer's in it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, that's Danny right. Glover just has. He's a got bit. a huge role. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, Danny Glover. Yeah, excellent, excellent film. Who's the the voice that he ends up? Is it David Cross, Dan? I think so. Yeah. That he adopts. That, yeah, that he adopts. I think it's David Cross's I voice. I believe you're right. Yeah. Yeah, the white voice. <laughs> And this, you know, Keith Stanfield had been doing a little bit of work and he was doing more, but this was the first movie that I kind of, you know, there's always you like, notice him. Yeah, you know you what I mean? Him. Like there's, there's always that movie whenever an actor or an actress starts doing a lot of work and then there's like a, there's a movie that you kind of like recognize them. Like, mm -hmm. Hey, that's that person from the thing I saw previously and that they're coming out with soon. I like them. Yeah. Th that was this movie for me with Keith Stanfield. Yeah. He's awesome in it. He's freaking awesome in it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love Sorry to Bother You. It's not, it's, I, I wouldn't say it's like something I'd recommend to everyone, but I think Dan's, he's getting into film quite a bit now. Like, you know, he's listening to us. He's taking our recommendations. He's impressionable. Yeah. He's, lis <laughs> he's listening to us. Impressionable. Let's, give, let's give it to him. That, that is, that, that's a unique one. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, I think I, I'm really into films like that that have, you know, something to say. And, you know, this one does. So, yeah, really into it. So, hey, DP, what do you got for him? All right. So, all right. So, yeah, my first two were about planes crashing. So, sure, sure. let's move away from planes crashing and uh, we'll get into one where uh the plane doesn't crash but there are a bunch of snakes on this plane <laughs> and it is 2006 snakes on a plane what? starring samuel L. jackson juliana margulies uh you can you can find it on hbo max where you can download it from there and uh watch it on a plane and hey this plane does not crash right. i mean you can tell from the title there are snakes on this plane. Right, there mm -hmm. are. They're in the cargo hold, I think, to start with. <laughs> but yeah, but it, it, it's it's <laughs> it, it's actually one of those movies that I've is super fucking it. fun. Oh my god, it's a fun movie. It's not good. Motherfucking snakes and this motherfucking mother plane. plane. <laughs> it knows it's not good though. It's one of those movies. It's like fuck it. Yeah. It, Let's have fun with snakes on a plane. <laughs> they just oh, put Jesus. a bunch of snakes yeah. on a plane and Let's had put a good time. Snakes on a plane great. with Samuel Jackson. Yeah, go every action. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and they hit a goddamn home run because it's a uh, fun ass movie. I had a fun. I actually had a fun. Like Dan, if you if you want to watch, it's fun. It's a mm. fun movie. If you just want to like, all right, you watch one of our headier films or whatever that we've recommended, and yeah. you want just some fun. 
and to unwind, watch yeah. snakes on a plane. It's just fun. It's I've just seen, a good time. I've seen clips of it before, and it's just people like whipping around rubber snakes. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> of course it is. Because yeah. <laughs> why not? Right. <laughs> That's good stuff. Yeah, it's real. It's really funny. I mean, it no like like Dan said, it it knows it's bad, mm-hmm. and this like, and embraces it, feels, it. and yeah. embraces it. It's like very t- like tongue in cheek. It's not trying to be funny. It just knows it's bad. Yeah. And, lean, and leans into it, <laughs> you know. Leans like really shoulders into it, you know. <laughs> yeah, big time. <laughs> love it, love it, love it. Marky, what do you got? Um, for my two other two next selections, um, I'm going from Amazon Prime, okay. and uh, the first one is one that I've talked about before on this podcast. I'm rehashing that. Um, it's Train to Busan. It's a zombie movie. Oh, I still need to see that. Uh, out of uh, South Korea. I still and need to see that. It's on my list. I I love that movie, man. It's it's special. And you guys know that I'm a big zombie fan. And this movie is, I think, going to go down in history as being just a, a, a staple in, in the zombie genre. So, Dan, if you've got any kind of... Uh, interest in zombie movies and you haven't seen this one mm. highly recommend it okay um, i'll check it out <laughs> yeah i'm not sure if, i'm not sure if he's seen 28 days later or no i have yeah i don't no 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 i don't know if he, i don't know if he has actually <laughs> yeah um, not sure what his zombie interest is well if he hasn't seen 28 days later then i mean that's my number one but right now coming, no, no, from, no. coming from amazon prime uh it's foreign film uh Korean zombie movie, Train to Busan. They're all trapped on a, a train that's uh, cutting across the country, and it's uh, it, it almost entirely takes place on the train. And you know, someone gets bit. They're trying to move from car to car, and it just spreads like wildfire. These are fast zombies. These aren't your nineteen uh, seventies zombies. Right. These are the ones that, that they're not your quickly. Dawn of the Dead zombies. Nope. No. Yeah, these ones move fast. Um, my second movie is an older film and I just saw it on prime. And I, when I saw it, I was like, Oh man, I love that movie. And if by chance, uh, Dan, our writer, not the host, Dan hasn't seen this movie. American werewolf in London is on prime for free. And that is just a goddamn classic. Um, yeah. And I'm trying to remember. I was just trying to look up the uh, uh, the name of the guy that did the uh, the the special effects for it or visual effects. Uh, the, he's another one of those masters, and I, his name is slipping me right now. But it's it's an older movie. Um, shit, I don't even remember the goddamn year it came out. But 1981. So all the special effects are prosthetics, and you know th- they're all. Uh, mechanical and makeup it's it's not cgi and it's mm-hmm. it's just beautifully done with it, it's a, a mixture of comedy and horror um the transformations from human to werewolf is fantastic mm-hmm. and dan you're gonna help me out here yeah can I, i'll just jump in real quick yeah. the the makeup guy is rick baker rick, rick baker, baker. Yeah. yeah he's also the guy that did the uh, makeup for the thriller, thriller music yeah. video. Yeah. 
So. And he did it. He did a bunch of those uh, older Hollywood movies. He's he's mm-hmm. considered yeah one of the um, all time greats. One of the all time greats. People yeah base their uh, makeup off of him, like what he used to do. Um, so if you've never seen American Werewolf, Werewolf in London, it is older, nineteen eighty one, but it's also timeless. I feel like I mean that it's it it doesn't necessarily feel as dated as it is. Um, I guarantee it still holds up and it's still scary in parts too. That's on prime. AJ, what you got? Well, I'll tell you, it's hard to know at this point what to recommend for this, for this guy, you know, you got anything left? Yeah. Oh yeah, I do. I do. You think I'm stalling? Yeah. Yes. That's what it sounds like at least. No, I have one. I just wanted to pull it up on Rotten Tomatoes. It's on oh, okay. Netflix, and you can download it. It's called The Harder They Fall. Okay. From 2021. It's a Western um, starring Jonathan Majors, Idris Elba, Zazie Beetz, Lakeith Stanfield. Stanfield. Yeah. Have you seen it, Marky? I have, yeah. So it's just it's an old West outlaw story, revenge story. Um, with some fun things that happen along the way, and then especially at the end, and it's very stylish. And they put like modern music in it, right? Um, to give it that flair. Um, the shootouts are really cool, and the the characters are all uh, are all fun and interesting. And I think it's it, it's a lot of fun from beginning to end for the couple. Of it hours is. It's, yeah. It, in my opinion, it's like. Uh everything's kind of turned up to 11 like it's 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 almost it's like based on a it's almost like a comic book it's based in like a a real world setting but everything's just cranked up like the story uh the characters the music the firefights um everything's just barely outside of uh realistic if that makes sense yeah and i missed out on regina king who's in it oh yeah yeah she plays a big part yeah so yeah, it's like all black cast basically, and um, yeah, it's it's fun as hell. Did you like it, Marky? I did. Yeah. Um, I I was expecting something more um, grounded, I guess. Yeah, it's not that. It's not that at all. And then when I was watching it, I was like, "This is not what I was expecting." But as exactly. soon as I, but once I kind of accepted that. I was really enjoying it. It yeah. was it was very outlandish. It was almost like a. I'm trying to think of uh, another like gunslinger movie, like a, um, uh, you know, a, where bullets are flying and people are just walking around, you know, mm. and like it's uh, boss level. Yeah, yeah, it's just fun, you know. It's it's you know, fun, yeah. yeah. It's like you said, outlandish is a great word. It's just like over the top, cranked up, like you said, to eleven. Yeah. Um, the performances are fun. I think the cast is good. Like they do a good job with the casting and the roles and stuff. There's a lot, it's a lot of big it. names. And yeah, that that guy Jonathan Majors is that the lead? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was the guy that was in DP. The um, uh, he played the time guy in uh mm-hmm. the, the final episode of um Loki. Loki, right? Yeah, he's Kang the Conqueror. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And so yeah. I'm just. I'm, yeah, he's, he's cool, man. He's one of those guys, like I was just saying about Lakeith Stanfield, like I'm starting to recognize his face. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, that's that guy from this thing. I'm really liking him. I'm, yeah, I'm really yeah, liking yeah. what I'm what I'm seeing him in. 
Yeah, they put together a nice cast for that and put him in the lead of it as the protagonist. Um, and I think I thought he did good. Um, I thought Regina King was cool. I thought, yeah, I thought they all, yeah, she's always good. Idris e- Elba's solid. There was a yeah. nice twist at the end. Yep, yep. They really played that up, and I thought that was nice. And, you know, the shootouts were fun. And, uh, yeah, over the top. And I loved every, once, like, to your point, once I realized, oh, this is what this is, okay, let's ride the wave. Yeah. Let's just, like, just, just ride let go. This yeah, just let go. And, you know, it's, it got a lot of great reviews. Eighty-eight percent on Rotten Tomato. Like, yeah. they liked it a lot. Critics. So, you know, if you want to, if you want to just have fun, shoot them up, Dan. There you go. The harder they fall. Yeah, it's an easy watch too. You you can. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. You can breeze through that thing. Yeah. Speaking of Dan, Dan, what you got? All right. So, all right. So, Danny, you're you're now going to be. Uh, you know, six, seven, crashing in the ocean, seven, eight hours in, in, into your, your plane. Yeah, into your flight now. Uh, you've watched a couple movies about planes crashing. You've watched one about snakes on a plane. You're going to need a good laugh now. And if you want to laugh a plane that while lands. you're on an airplane, and it might as well be one, like Marcus said, about a plane that actually lands. So you should watch the movie airplane from 1980 <laughs> yes. and, and but it is one of the funniest movies of it of is. all time it, there's a reason it made oh. it deep into the laughing stock tournament yeah, it is classic. a great comedy uh it's on hbo max so you can find it there and download Ooh. it and watch it um and it is absolutely hysterical especially you're gonna be on a plane might as well watch airplane and like i said this one doesn't crash Spoiler alert, Ted Stryker lands the plane, you know. <laughs> yep. And he does. Is, yeah. Just want to let you know. That's that We're is all a, counting on you. Spoiler. A fantastic <laughs> movie. And when you said that it's available on HBO Max, I saw this look come across I, AJ's face that I know. Yeah, like, 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 oh, I'm watching that. I'm putting I'm putting that on when we get <laughs> off the podcast. I thought he was about to quit right now. <laughs> so yeah. So absolutely watch Airplane. If you've never seen it, you will you will thank me if you land. I mean, when you land. <laughs> First, listen to this podcast while you're packing so that you can get scared yeah. Yeah. by so. not landing. All right. And, and so that's my last one. I just want to okay. say, Danny, I, I did lobby for everyone to give you nothing but plane crash recommendations. But the, the the fun police here decided to give you real recommendations. But I still think we should have went with all plane crash movies. <laughs> it, it, I, I enjoy the joke. But thank you for what it's worth. They're giving you some actual recommendations. You you I think it like, worked better with just you doing it. I was but <laughs> DP DP's favorite joke is that everyone gets a bat and hits that dead horse. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> We're gonna beat a dead horse. We go all fucking out yeah. beating that dead right. horse. We all we all get Louisville sluggers <laughs> and we all get to hammer that horse. And that dead horse gets the shit kicked out of it. And then we do that <laughs> ten more times. Right. And then wait till no one's listening and then we do it again. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And then it's not funny until we do it a third time. And then people start yeah. laughing again. Yeah. yeah. The comedy rule of three, baby. There you go. <laughs> All right. I've got a few left here. Yeah, uh, I do too. Yeah. That, that was my last one. I mean, there's some other plane crash movies, but you know what? The Air Force One. Yeah. 
Con it's actually Air. a fucking good flick. Does, does the plane Where's crash in Con Air? Air Force oh, yeah. It's it a does, bunch yeah. of planes crash in Con Air. <laughs> yeah. a couple, I can't I remember that yeah, shit. Yeah, it crashes into the strip on Vegas. Yeah. And they actually they, crashed it into a real hotel in Vegas that was being they crashed, demolished anyways. They, so. they crashed one on that abandoned airfield before they even get there, too, don't yeah. they? Oh, my God. All right, Marky, what do you got, buddy? <laughs> um, so now I'm on HBO Max. Um, I started out with two, but then I saw this third one there, and I was like, I can't not mention this third one. And again, these are movies that I've mentioned before on the podcast, and some of these we've talked about at length. But uh, in my opinion, they're so good that there's no harm in bringing them back up again. My first one is Ex Machina. If you haven't seen that, you Please. need to see it. Yes, not, oh, not just Danny. Where can, where can you download that? It's uh, available on HBO Max. Oh, cool. Yeah, so not just Danny, but if uh, anybody listening right now hasn't seen Ex Machina by Alex Garland, twice. awesome, original, beautiful movie. I agree 100%. Um, it's a it's a thinker. It's a sci-fi. Um, you've got a wonderful performance by Domhnall Gleeson and uh, Oscar Isaac and Alicia Vikander. Yes, and that was uh, speaking of uh, people in roles. When you're like starting to recognize people, that was the mm-hmm. first time that I started to see that face and recognize that person. Um, took me a while to uh, remember the name and pronounce it correctly. I'm not going to try it again. The second movie. And this is an older one, but 1990s original Total Recall with Arnold Schwarzenegger. All right. Available on HBO Max. All right. I thought I was going to come with the first sci-fi with my next pick, but you got it. Well, Ex Machina and Total Recall, these are both sci-fis. And actually, I've got a third one, too. And another Arnold Schwarzenegger. Terminator 2 is on HBO Max. Total Recall and Terminator 2 are some of my favorite movies. Um I guess it's just what I grew up with, but you know, I watch them all the time. And if somebody hasn't seen them, well, they got quite the sci-fi collection on HBO Max. Yeah, they do. They got they got a great list. Um, but okay. they those movies, especially Terminator Two, that's James Cameron, um, and that's that's James Cameron where he really started to get his legs and started to run with it. Um, there's some stories that came out um, that out I only read about recently. Um, that happened on set, like the uh, the helicopter chase scene, the helic- uh, the camera operator refused to do that shot. And James Cameron was like, well, fuck you, then I'll do it. And he was in this helicopter. And this is before, there, there is some CGI in this movie, but this is, uh, you know, Terminator 2 came out in what, like 98 or something, late 90s. Um, late, it's, right? wow. it's, uh, it's, it's one of those, bridging movies where you get you get just a, like kind of like jurassic park you get just a little bit you know some cgi that works yep, yep, yep. and then you got some great special effects because they have to they're they're using what they're used to and they're bringing in this new technology um there's a scene where they're flying a helicopter underneath some in los angeles and yeah. james cameron is the camera operator on board because the camera guy refused to do that shot um so Ex Machina, Total Recall, and Terminator 2 are available for free on wow, HBO you Max. Went with the, you went with the sci-fi triple header. It's just what I saw and what I like. All right, I'll stick with the sci-fi theme, okay? It's my last film that I'm recommending that's a Netflix one. But this is a Netflix film. Like, I think this was just, it came out on Netflix. Yeah. 
it um i guess you'd say it stars hillary swank um a teenage girl raised by a robot designed to repopulate earth their bond is tested when a stranger arrives with alarming news so 2019 i am mother and we did talk about this on the podcast as well i think it was a pick a movie and i again maybe picked it for dp i watched it i don't know if you picked it for me but i remember what did i pick that for i am mother I think it was one of those weeks where we just kind of picked a bunch of Netflix movies. Oh, okay, okay. That we all watched. So yeah, because I do remember watching that. Yeah. So that this this is like a cool, heady movie that I think it's like I love sci-fi because it's just cool ideas, cool con. You know what I mean? Like Ex Machina, where it's just like heady with cool ideas, and um. I don't know the mystery at the center of it. It's cool. I just I'm a big fan of this film. I just yeah. really enjoyed it. Um, I don't know, not my strongest recommendation because I I don't know what I don't want to say too much about it. Right. Because <laughs> they you know the, the the you know because the story I don't want to give anything away about the story. Um, Unless of course you listen to that episode already, then you already know. So <laughs> I don't know that he did though. <laughs> I will I say though that it, it, that was um, I enjoyed that movie quite a bit, and yeah. uh, it had me um, kind of surprised during uh, some of the like the second and third act, um, which I, I really liked, and it was uh, a somewhat of an original concept. And you, you know me, I, I love a sci-fi movie, um, and I did like that one. Yeah, and once like sort of like the onion starts getting peeled. Right, and the layers start getting, you know what I mean, peeled back. Uh, the movie just gets stronger and stronger, I think, and that's mm. what makes it cool to watch. Because it doesn't, it doesn't, you know, reveal itself right away, which is really cool. No, you're right. It, it continues to build. Like my interest in it only got stronger. Yeah, yeah. As it went on. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, that that's that's my next one. That's my last Netflix wreck, by the way. Yeah, and I'm I'm all out. DP, you got any others? Um, no. Yeah, I mean, like I said Con Air, uh, maybe the movie Flight with Denzel Washington. A- anything where a plane crashes, watch that what, while you're flying. The, uh, Eleven no hours Hanks. over an ocean with nowhere to land. Just saying. Sully was it? Sully with uh, Tom Hanks. <laughs> Sully. Yeah. Yeah. Watch Sully. That's another good one. Although that one he lands safely on the water, so don't watch that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it still crashes. <laughs> you know, maybe, my... maybe maybe just maybe just binge the show Lost. Yeah, there, there you go. go. Yeah, watch Lost. That's a good one. <laughs> on my uh, return flight home today, we hit quite a bit of turbulence, and I I saw some people start to clutch their armchairs and gasp and. Close, close their yeah. viewing devices. Turbulence. Just, yeah, start to cross their chest and testicles, spectacles, wrist watch, that kind of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. I, I have I have a few more, but I'll, let's just end it, and we can, you know, I can tell him a couple more if I want to. Yeah, there was quite a bit of recommendations there, yeah. and for anybody listening, I, I we stand by all those movies. Absolutely. And if if you have seen those movies and you feel otherwise. Feel free to reach out to us. Definitely, definitely. If you have strong yeah. opinions, one way or another, please email us. We, we, like, like, on we Instagram. like hearing feedback. Definitely, because we think those movies are awesome. And if you don't, 
then I will fight you. <laughs> that that seems a bit much, but you know, I don't know. Uh, I just I'm trying to get people to email us, <laughs> telling me they want to fight me. You know. <laughs> so, all right, good. I'm gonna email them. <laughs> I'm not fighting you, Dan. No, nothing. All right, forget it. Hey, you guys want to review a movie? Yeah, you know, (laughs) we have a movie we want to review. So recently, the music biopic Elvis, which released this year, um, came to HBO Max. Mm -hmm. So we're the the podcast that reviews the freebies. Yes, right. We've basically become... Like your home for cheap skates, you know. You don't want to pay for a movie and wait till it's free. Yeah, listen to us because as soon as it's free, we'll review it and talk about it with you. <laughs> well, you know, and whenever, uh, you know, I, 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 I am on this freebie cheapskate council, and whenever mm-hmm. I see a movie for free, I'm trying to find something to watch. Um, I look for it on Rotten Tomatoes to see if. You know, some of these are out there. I've never heard about the cast. I've never heard about, and I'm like, well, let me just take a peek on Rotten Tomatoes real quick. And there might be a terrible score on Rotten Tomatoes, but that doesn't always necessarily mean that it's that bad because the score from Rotten Tomatoes comes from how many people have rated it. So there might be mm. three people that have watched it and they all rated it poorly. Um, Check our podcast out. See if we've watched it, and uh, uh-huh. we'll let you know. <laughs> All right. So this particular one, just for just to make that argument, was uh, not bad. Seventy-eight percent on Rotten Tomato, but by the way, that's a uh-huh. critic score. Ninety-four percent audience score. So wow. Yeah. People really love this movie, uh-huh. um, and I don't know yeah, how well, well it did at the box office. I'm sure. We can find out quite easily how well it did. It did fairly well from what I remember. Looks like, okay, box yeah. office, $149.5 million. Yeah, that's fairly nice. well. For Do you know the budget? I don't know what it costs to make, but, you know, there's a lot of, like, lavish set designs and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, Baz Luhrmann, who I don't know a lot of his work. He did that great Gatsby film with Leonardo okay. DiCaprio, mm-hmm. um, Strictly Ballroom, and... They do Moulin Rouge or one of those other films. Romeo and Juliet. Did he do that? Also, I don't feel like this movie was in theaters for very long before HBO got their mitts on it, right? Uh, I mean, it had a typical Oh, yeah, Romeo and Juliet. So Strictly Ballroom, Romeo and Juliet, as DP said, Moulin Rouge, film called Australia. Strictly Ballroom, you said? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Marky, the Great that's a Gatsby. Bond. That's a Bondurant mm-hmm. family household favorite, right there. Yeah, and then and then obviously Elvis, and Elvis. I feel like I have some opinions, but I I kind of wanted to hear what DP thinks of Elvis. Elvis is like a, it's it's like the entire like, it's one of those music biopics, and I feel like a lot of them are like that now recently, and I don't know if they they off they've always been that way. But it's like the entire sort of like career. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like Bohemian Rhapsody was that way. And um, what was the El- uh, Elton John one was that yeah, way? Yeah, Rocket Man. Rocket well, Man, yeah. Would you do that, it differently? Um, yeah, sometimes you just focus on like one time. Like one, period one period for... of time, or one, one yeah. event, 
one major mm-hmm. thing about the person and then you kind of focus in on that because right. it's sort of like it, it takes away from some stuff like I felt like and maybe I should I should stop talking because I should let DP talk because I, I wanted to wait but I can just say first off I didn't hate the movie or anything like that one of my problems was yeah they focused on this one relationship him and his manager Mm-hmm. Yeah. The current, the colonel, right? Okay, played by Tom Hanks, and they didn't give us any like, you know, stuff like Priscilla Presley stuff, like how he met her. Like they showed how they met, but there was no real like courtship. There was no like, there was nothing about that relationship. But there was like a blurb at the end of the film that says something about her, Priscilla Presley, and but the film doesn't really reflect that that in it you know they didn't really explore that relationship that much but they tried to add weight and heft to it when they were getting to you know when they were separating when she left him and stuff and i didn't i didn't love that i did like the performances i did like austin butler who i don't know that well right uh but let me let me go to dp so um uh, so it, I will say, like the movie did seem to focus on the relationship between Colonel Colonel Tom Parker and Elvis. So, like, like I get why we didn't see much of Priscilla and we didn't see much of the other people. Like, it really focused on those two. Um, and I'll say, so the movie had a lot going for. It. I thought Austin Butler was great as Elvis. Um, I liked the way uh, I, I liked the direction from Baz Luhrmann. I thought the way he made this movie was really kind of cool and fun. At, at points, it almost kind of felt like a like a superhero movie where Elvis was the superhero, and so I thought that part was really cool. Um, and, and, and let's be honest, like Elvis is an interesting story. He's you know this you know poor kid from from Tennessee and well, originally Mississippi that just kind of came out of nowhere and just took the fucking world by storm. And then, you know, went away and came back again and took the world by storm a second time. Like it, it, Elvis himself is an interesting story. Um, I, I thought a lot of parts of this movie were cool, but I could not get past how fucking terrible Tom Hanks is. Really? Tom Hanks is terrible. I don't get like Tom Hanks the whole time seems like he's doing like a character from an SNL skit. Like right. like like his affectation and it, like the you know his uh you know whole thing just seems so fake and the, the makeup weird. Seem yeah, obvious. the the fat makeup didn't work right like it it didn't look right. Yeah. And his, yeah, everything about him just seemed terrible. I don't know. Like, he, like, I couldn't take him seriously is the problem. The whole time he's, like, it looked like, like I said, Tom Hanks doing a bit. Yeah. Like, it didn't, I didn't ever look and be like, oh, that's Colonel Tom Parker. It's, oh, look at Tom Hanks trying to be funny and doing a weird accent and, like, this funny way he walks and shit like i don't know tom hanks fucking ruined this movie for me 
Hmm. Like it should have been great. Like I said, Austin Butler was amazing. Baz Luhrmann's direction was really cool. The way it was shot was great. Some of the other, like the, um, obviously, I, I love Elvis's music. Like I was one of those weird fucking teenagers that like, you know, everyone else listened to Guns N' Roses and shit, and I was buying Elvis cassettes and fucking listening to them in my car. So I've always loved Elvis. I love his music. So that part of the soundtrack was cool. They did other shit where they had like, you know, like new modern music as kind of like the. Uh, I thought that was weird. Yeah, setbacking for shit, which yeah, it was weird, but it worked for me. Like I thought it was fucking cool to hear like modern day hip hop as Elvis is walking around oh, not, Memphis. Not, you not, know that part I was okay with. Um, yeah. To interject real quick, uh, his first time when he's on stage in the pink suit. Um, mm-hmm. there's there's an electric guitar riff that happens mm-hmm. and that you know that that wouldn't be that wouldn't have been going on at that time but that was like uh that was like a main part when the girls first start creaming their pants the first time that uh colonel recognizes mm-hmm. that elvis is a superstar there's an electric guitar riff that's happening in the background and like that wouldn't be happening there and that that threw me. Off. I don't know about that. I think it would have been. I don't know. May, maybe I'm wrong, but for me, and yeah, that time in the fifties, there definitely electric guitars and people playing electric guitars then. I suppose so. so yeah, but yeah, but short of that, that like, I, I can't. The, that's the the most mind blowing part of it to me too is the fact that it's Tom Hanks, and he sucked. When does Tom Hanks ever suck? Well, have you seen um, the movie uh, Cloud Atlas? I have not. No, it's, so um, he sucked in that too. No, it was, you know, <laughs> I, I like the movie. It was done by the Wachowskis, um, mm-hmm. and it's a very interesting movie. It's very bizarre. Not everyone liked it. I liked it, um, but Tom Hanks plays. Well, the whole theme of the movie is that these there's these real quick. I'm not going to harp on this, but real quick, there's these uh, characters that, or rather people that are repeating through time so tom hanks and these other actors halle berry and um you know um uh fuck it but they play different characters throughout the movie so tom hanks is different people throughout time and some of those he has prosthetics on and the other people are almost indistinguishable and and their makeup and they just mold into these characters and tom hanks always just seems to be this person with the makeup on and i i felt that same way watching him as the colonel mm-hmm. it just seemed like tom hanks with makeup on yeah so i mean the character he played they did do a good job of making the colonel look like an absolute piece of garbage yeah and you know turns out he was and completely fucked over elvis and you know um so he did accomplish that part of making the colonel seem like a piece of crap, but I don't know. I couldn't get past him. I thought he did a terrible job, which is too bad because other parts of this movie were great. Hey, AJ, what, what are your thoughts on this one? I, 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 are you with me? You're against me? You in well, the middle? I'm with, I'm with you with Tom Hanks for sure, but I'm I'm not gonna. I don't have anything more to say that's unique. Based on mm-hmm. what you said, I agree with what you said about Tom Hanks. I thought he sucked. Good. Uh, All it, right. was, it was hard. Thank to God. S- I, I, I it was, was so it worried. Was hard. I was it, crazy. No, no, no. All it was right. hard. It was hard to watch 
the scenes with him in it at times, I was just mm-hmm. like, what is that accent he's affecting? Is that like because he's supposedly from Holland or something? What was the what was really. the language? Every once in a while, there was subtitles. What was that? I don't know. I guess uh, anyway. So yeah, Dutch maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So I think I talked about how you know those recent biopics like Bohemian Rhapsody, Rocket Man. They kind of span the career, and those those people that they were portraying were big stars, right? Elton John, Freddie Mercury, Queen. Mm-hmm. But Elvis was a thousand times bigger than either, both of those acts combined, right? In yeah. his time, is maybe the most famous person on the planet at one right. point. Elvis has left the building. Blah blah blah. Like yeah. all this stuff. He's still famous now. Like he's yeah. still so famous now, right? Mm-hmm. Like. Like he's never going to be forgotten in the history of time, probably. Right? He's th- mm-hmm. he was that famous, yeah. had that much of an influence, and to try to span his whole career like that in a movie, I thought was a mistake. Mm-hmm. I thought, like we were saying earlier, you focus on like uh, like a moment in time with him, and then they tried to like throw in like all the things that were happening in the world at the time, like when Robert, when, uh, when, when uh, Martin Luther King Jr. was assassinated and then Robert Kennedy mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And they try to like in, in, incorporate all that stuff. But if you just focused on like a really succinct moment in time with Elvis, I think you could have made a cooler film mm-hmm. and not focus on fucking the Colonel, you know, focus yeah. on the, focus on the thing with his wife. Maybe I thought that mm-hmm. could have been a more affecting story. You know what I would have liked to see more of too is uh, also because the guy who played him was excellent, and I thought the relationship between Elvis and BB King was fucking great. Like that yeah. part, I thought was like I wish they spent more time with BB King and Elvis, and like how like like where he got the roots of his music because everyone knows he stole half of his shit from fucking black people, right? And so they should. They they very briefly kind of touched on him going to, you know, like those gospel churches and then hanging out with BB uh, King. Yeah, like Beale Street, and yeah. yeah. They spent more time with that. I think would have been better because that dude who played BB King was great, and the relationship they showed between Elvis and BB was awesome. And yeah, I, he, I, he, I wanted more of that. He kind of talked like BB King too. He was able mm-hmm. to like sort of channel that. Yeah, that, that tone of BB King. Yeah, totally. Which was kind of cool. Yeah. So I only watched uh, about the first forty minutes of the movie tonight mm-hmm. before we started recording, and then what shut I shut up. <laughs> <laughs> what I saw in the beginning was it almost just seemed like a a, a movie about the Colonel with mm-hmm. uh, right, with, right, with Elvis right, overlaid. Yeah, right. Um, which is stupid because I agree with DP. Austin Butler did a terrific job as Elvis. Mm-hmm. Um, They're highlighting so much of Tom, Tom Hanks. Yeah, yeah, because he's an A-lister and he's like right. this big star. And so they really, they leaned so much into into mm-hmm. Hanks as like almost like the de facto star of the film. Mm-hmm. And he shouldn't have been. And, shouldn't and have been. The film is called Elvis. I don't know if they came back to it, but in those first 40 minutes, they brushed over Elvis's uh, childhood and his upbringing, which mm-hmm. I wish that there would be, like you said, AJ, maybe not a movie, but a series, because I would love to see more of that. Um, Cause I, I do know like 
some of the best uh, American rock and roll was borrowed slash stolen from uh, mm-hmm. black Americans. Absolutely. That, mm-hmm. you know, and they, they kind of just like brushed on that. Like, Oh, he was rubbing shoulders with people and that's where he picked up on it. Like, no, like he, he grabbed all of those, all of his moves, all the songs. Yeah. Hound dog, Hound dog. They even showed that he heard the well, Mahalia Jackson or whatever singing that song. Yeah. In in a in a in a um, in a club or a bar, uh, it's small thing yeah, on Beale Street. On Beale Street, yeah, yeah. and just and saw Little Richard singing "Tutti Fruity. It's like, oh, I want to record that, right? And right. if you don't know, Elvis did go and record "Tutti Fruity. It's on one of his fucking albums. So, like, yeah. he did just straight up take shit from people, and yeah. I mean, that's that's the that's unfortunately like the way all that even subs subsequently after elvis uh eric warburton um house of the rising sun was taken mm-hmm. um a lot of the beatles songs were taken um these, these from people that that rolling stones they 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 took songs that weren't theirs and they made them famous right the, the better film here would have been like elvis the early years yeah you know what i mean yeah, especially because you got a young guy in Austin Butler playing him. Let's right. stay in that time period. The, we right. don't need fat makeup on Austin Butler to show us Elvis playing in Vegas, right. which was cool. I did like the Vegas stuff with Elvis and showing that, like that descent into drug use and everything. Uh, that was cool. It was fun to see, but it wasn't needed. Like I said, I would have been much happier with, like you said early days of Elvis, what made Elvis Elvis and with someone like Austin Butler and like how good he was, like that could have been a great movie and with someone like Baz Luhrmann doing it because he had a cool, like the way he shot that was really cool. There are points where it felt kind of, like I said, comic booky, superhero-y to me and I was like, oh, this is fucking cool. And then, yeah, then it just evolved into fucking the Tom Hanks show. Yeah, and a yeah. bad Tom Hanks show. Yeah, yeah. it was it, it it was hard to watch at times when the more Hanks got involved, mm-hmm. um, his you know the the Colonel, um, but I really would have liked it. Would have felt more like a coming of age story versus like right? that would have been great. That would have been really cool of an Elvis story to tell me because we all know he died on the can and all this stuff, and you know we all right. know what happened at the end to Elvis. Like it's yeah, so I want I want to see his. His because no. it's and again there's 40 minutes that I watched his uh, rise to wealth was covered in like two minutes like right. he was just yeah. he was just like rich all of a sudden yep here we are I'm rich Elvis and I got you know yeah and, then, like and even like the rise. courtship with Priscilla was like like a fucking scene and then yeah. they were married you know what I mean I I I didn't dig that at all because they needed it was like in service of the of the colonel's role. In it, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? They had to like mm-hmm. take all this other shit out that was important to give us the colonel, and the colonel was the worst part of part of the film. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, he is an interesting character, though. That's the thing. Like the fact that he was such a like a villain and such a piece of garbage. Like he is an interesting character, but he wasn't portrayed very well, and. Like so Elvis is a more interesting character, so like why let's focus on him instead of you know the other guy that was you know interesting yeah let's not take right. anything away from him but the performance sucked 
yeah, Dan, don't be surprised if Hanks gets like some Oscar nomination right. or something for best supporting actor. Uh, you should get a some, Razzie for it. <laughs> something that I just don't I, be surprised. I've heard no, I, I won't. Yeah, be, with the way things, it, it's, it also seems to be like the older you get, the more nods you get. Yeah, um, and especially during for like a um, like a historical period piece like thing. Yeah, you know what or I if mean? you're playing something like with some makeup real. on. Yeah, yeah, right. You play, you're putting like all that on, and you're playing like someone that actually existed. Something that I noticed that I thought was a little bit interesting. I don't know how to take it, but um, uh, when they're at the carnival, when they're on that tour near the beginning. And um, Elvis is kind of standing off by himself and the colonel walks up behind him for a brief moment. Uh, there's a, a billboard behind Elvis that the camera focuses on. And it says geek at the carnival. Mm-hmm. I had, I had recently finished watching the movie um, uh, nightmare alley by Guillermo del Toro. Oh, right. Bradley Cooper. And I don't know if you guys saw that movie, but, the geek in a carnival was a big theme in that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had never heard about that term before, but the geek, the geek is an attraction as like a monster. And it, mm-hmm. in that scene in this movie, Elvis, it was clear that the camera focused on that, those words and behind, because it was focused on Elvis and then it focused on geek. And I, I don't know what yeah. the significance is of that, because I don't, I can't really well because really during that scene doesn't like doesn't the colonel walk up behind and almost taps him on the shoulder that's right yes mm-hmm. so maybe I, it's referring I think, to the colonel as the monster right maybe. well I think it was more along the lines of like those people like the the circus geeks were people that were taken advantage of by you know the oh, circus right, to right, make right. money and here's a colonel trying to take advantage of Elvis oh, absolutely to make money. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That's what I took from it. Yeah, no, that makes he, perfect he kept going sense. on about the snowman and like yeah, orchestrating the show. Mm-hmm. And and uh Elvis was gonna be his geek. Yeah, Elvis was his commodity, like he was his, you know, yeah, meal ticket, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And boy did he fucking take advantage of him. Yeah. At the end, but, we find out at the end. I know you didn't get there, Marky, but at the end, you found out that the colonel took 50%. Wow. As a manager, my managers generally take what, five, maybe 10 if like you get a terrible manager, but he took 50. <laughs> so Elvis Elvis was like fucking loaded. And, oh. and there was the colonel with 50. Mm-hmm. If Elvis had, uh, you know, what, a normal. F- uh fee being like 95 90 85 god he, yeah he would have been yeah Mike the, whole, the, the whole operation was mismanaged though like his father was his business manager but Didn't he was know spending what he was all, doing. right yeah. he spent all kinds of money on you know clothing and airplanes and all kinds of shit and he was just he was broke at one point like huh. just absolutely broke he was like backed into a corner like there was nothing he could do Really? Okay. No, he couldn't do what he wanted to do. We had to like, yeah, it was sad. So fucking sad. Well, I, I understand why they told the story they did, but mm-hmm. it just didn't always work for me. Yeah. You know, in the end, you know, and that's going to reflect in my rating, of course. Let's work and into I, I don't, I don't know how much more you guys want to talk about uh, this movie, but I do have the question. Not much. At, okay. My, 
well, maybe I'll, I'll just go into the question then. Um, with with me only seeing the first forty minutes of a two hour plus movie, do you recommend that I finish it? Jeez, that's tough. I mean, if you yeah. like, how about this? If you like Elvis, finish it because there's mm-hmm. a lot of El- there's a lot of Elvis songs in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Austin Butler does a great job of singing yeah. them. Like he yeah. does sound just like Elvis. So uh, if you're a fan of his music, yeah, it's worth watching. And by the way, and by so the way, you don't you don't get in the ghetto until the credits. So oh, yeah, that's one of which my is favorites. unfortunate. That's, that's what that is my favorite. Yeah. You don't get that till the fucking credits. I'm like, when are they gonna do in the ghetto? They did Suspicious Minds at one of the L- the international hotel shows, which I thought was yeah. cool because I like that song too. Um, but in the ghetto was fucking amazing, mm-hmm. and they didn't play that till the credits. Literally, the first song during the credits in the ghetto. I'm like, mm-hmm. finally, motherfucker. <laughs> the other thing I found interesting about it too. Uh, was just kind of the similarity between Elvis, the King of Rock and Roll, and then what happened with Michael Jackson, the King of Pop, with like the doctor that they had on call to basically, yeah, basically to medicate him so he could fucking sleep and yeah, Mm -hmm. put a bunch of drugs in him so he can perform and then a bunch of drugs in him so he can sleep and yeah, it was basically the same thing with Michael Jackson as with uh, Elvis. So yeah, yeah. Like I thought that was treat, an interesting they, right, they treated him just like property because there's that mm-hmm. scene where he's like he collapses and then and then the colonel comes up. The most important thing is making sure he gets on stage and performs. Like yeah, like that's all it was. Like let's just get him mm-hmm. upright, upright and singing. Yeah, and by the end, the guy could barely stand up. Forty two years old. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he could barely stand mess. up. Yeah. So anyway, so let's rate this thing, TP. What do you say? Um, man, it's a tough one because, like, it doesn't suck. No, it doesn't suck. But Tom Hanks sucks. Um, sucks. I can't even give it a three. It's just under three stars, like two and two point seven five, maybe. You know, it, it's not a three-star movie. It's, but it, it it's not a complete piece of shit either. So yeah, two and a half to two and three quarter. You know, that yeah. area. I'm right at two and a half. Yeah, that's a, that sounds about. I'm right. right at the average point. Like it's an average mm-hmm. movie. Um, so it's brought down, like you said, by Hank's performance. Brought up crazy. by Austin. Brought up by Austin Butler's performance. And you know mm-hmm. what? I'm sad because uh, of like the potential of what the film could be like you said and you know like the character play that played bb king the character that played priscilla presley they just didn't get she's enough great to work. too yeah they just, she did she was and she didn't get enough to work with mm-hmm. and he didn't get enough to work with and tom hanks got all that screen time chewing yeah. up fucking scenery yeah <laughs> like i said he really he 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 seemed like an snl sketch to me yeah, you know, like he was a caricature. Caricature. Yeah, yeah, a bad one. Terrible. Oh, so, I'm so let down by that. So that's where we land, guys. It's not, not. It's not not worth a watch. Yeah, but just Except, go in, especially with, go, if you like go Elvis. With your, yeah, go in with your temp- expectations tempered a little bit, but mm. know that there's a lot of great Elvis songs. The guy that plays Elvis, Austin Butler, does a great job, and uh, yeah, it covers his whole career. Yeah. And life. So, 
Yeah, that's it. Baz Luhrmann does a good job. On, on a side note, you guys seen the? Uh, I'm kind of trying to relate these this movie to these other uh, music biopic ones. Sure. You mentioned uh, Rocket Man and Bohemian Rhapsody. Have mm. you guys seen those ones? Yeah. Uh, are, are they have, good? Yeah. Are they like? I think uh, they're both better. Uh, Rocket Man's probably the best of the bunch. Yes, okay. I would agree with that. Bohemian Rhapsody is again. It, it's kind it's of okay. like this one. Like they 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 didn't focus on stuff that would have been better you know like if if bohemian rhapsody kind of zeroed in on like a certain time in freddie mercury's life sure it could have told a better story but they mm-hmm. told too much and they left out like the juicier details that you wanted to see if you're um, gonna watch a movie about freddie mercury like there's some shit you want to see that they left out but it was still pretty good yeah, Rocket uh, Man was cool. I liked Rocket it. Man, though, yeah, was really good. I, yeah, like, I liked it. The the way it was set up too with um, Elton John, you know, at the therapy like therapy group telling his story, and that's basically how the movie unfolds. Was kind of a a, a cool way to do it. You Elton know? John was in it. Uh no no no. Uh, what's his name? Um, the the guy Aaron um, Edgerton. Yes yeah. yes yes yeah. yes. Yeah, he, he was Elton awesome. John. He was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, he's yeah, really, I, I like really the stuff good. That he's been in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's awesome. There is a uh, David Bowie movie coming out, but I believe it's a documentary. I don't think it's okay. a. I don't think it's a uh, movie. Biopic I'm gonna. Wa- like I'm gonna watch mm-hmm. that. I, yeah, I, I totally think it's a. a I think Bowie. it's a full blown documentary that's being like orchestrated by David Bowie's estate. Oh, so, interesting. Okay. Ho- hopefully, that's uh, does a little bit more, you know, credit to mm-hmm. what we love of David Bowie. Yeah. I'm a big David Bowie fan. Speaking of, wearing my Sue George David Bowie tribute shirt right now. Hey, All right, guys. Well, we oh. did some recommendations. We did a review. It looks like it's just coming out now, Marky. It's called oh, yeah? uh, Moon Age Daydream. Okay. Sounds yeah, right. Uh, yeah, musical. You know where it's available. Slash documentary from 2022. Uh, it's playing in movie theaters like next week so okay. oh my god going to theaters yeah Moon Age Daydream, huh? i'm mm-hmm. a massive fan of david bowie i i almost crashed my car when i heard on the radio that he had passed yeah i it, that one hit me hard i i, I shed a tear that day <laughs> agreed yeah what movie so. were we talking about where they played uh, uh life on mars during that scene um, what are we talking about uh, licorice that? pizza licorice yeah. pizza yes yes yeah, that's what they played life on mars and that immediately jumped up the rating of the movie by like half a point <laughs> for me <laughs> half a point's a lot dude too yeah. out of a five five star yeah. scale all right well that that that's our review of elvis um we're getting ready to wrap this up do you guys have any uh, just recommendations in general for um, our, maybe, our fans maybe that, that aren't all right that aren't dan so <laughs> I don't know if this will be a uh, a reoccurring thing, um, but on the topic of recommendations, I can tell you a movie that I've watched that I would recommend that you don't watch. So okay. some, something that I spent my time watching that you can stay away from. Wow. Um, the movie called The Samaritan on Amazon oh, Prime. the Stallone movie? <laughs> I wasn't going to watch it, so... I, I was. <laughs> oh, this is this is like an unrecommendation. Unrecommendation, Unre- yeah. Like um, don't Thank waste you, your time. It's uh, you know, 
DP, don't waste your time. All right, good to know. I, 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 I almost figured that you had watched it already, DP. I thought you and I might be able to talk about it. But um, it, it was just super cliche, super cheesy. Um, special effects weren't good. Plot holes were th- real deep. And it was – I like Stallone. I like seeing him do whatever. You know, it's kind of like a guilty He's pleasure. Like- um, it's a guilty pleasure. You know, it's, right. it's like, like-, a, like a Nick Cage kind of thing. Um, right. But it's, this is like a superhero movie. And – it feels like it's based off of a comic or it feels also like it could be based off of just some random screenwriter that whipped a comic book out of his ass and pretend to make like a comic. It's, it felt very empty. Yeah. Maybe, maybe they, maybe it is a real comic and he just crammed like a whole series into one movie and that's why it felt so empty. But, uh, no, not good. Uh, I recommend staying away from that one. That's a waste of time. I, uh, as a more fun recommendation, and I had mentioned this to you guys in the previous weeks, the movie Cop Shop on Peacock. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I finished watching that one. It took me a little bit. I broke it up over a few nights. Um, that was just a fun movie. It was nothing spectacular, but there's fun characters, fun shootouts. It had a very kind of like uh I, I, i'm having a hard time put my finger on the uh the genre all i can think of is it's like a 70s like pulp movie okay. um mm-hmm. with it's like a cop action drama 70s pulp and they know it too they're they're they were aiming for that like as far as the title credits and the 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 soundtrack and everything um and that's on peacock if you've got it it's free it's fun. It's Gerard Butler, Frank Grillo, and some other people that I, uh, that I do and don't recognize, but don't know their names. Um, if you've got some free time, it's a fun one. Cool. GP, got anything to recommend? Uh, well, uh, well, two things. One, I recommend coming back and listen to us again next week because uh, I will have a, a review of uh, Clerks 3. Which oh. I'll be going to see next week. So, all right, okay, yeah. okay great. Got great. tickets to see Clerks Three, which I go see next week. <clears throat> and um, for you know, movie fans, if you're if you're on TikTok, there's a TikToker I would like to recommend. I think this guy's great. Uh, he goes by Straw Hat Goofy. Uh, he it it's all movie and kind of you know comic book related stuff but mostly movie shit uh he puts out a ton of ton of tiktoks ton of videos where he reviews movies recommends movies talks about shit uh i find him endlessly entertaining he's a, he's a great fucking movie guy on tiktok uh it's at straw hat goofy if he yeah if you're on tiktok check this guy out he's really fucking good so cool. all right what about you, AJ? You got any recommendations or yeah, recommendations? Yeah, I do. I, it's it's non-movie though. It's it's television. Mm-hmm. Um, have you guys seen? Um, I imagine you have, or at least one of you has. Nathan for you. Oh fuck yes. <laughs> okay, that's a no for yes. no for me, dog. I don't okay, know so that that's not oh, what I'm re- that's fun. not what I'm recommending. I know where you're going. I love it too. So yeah. I'm recommending this show on HBO Max that just came mm-hmm. out called The Rehearsal. Great. Okay, I'm only a couple episodes in. I, I'm 
I'm still behind, so don't give okay, anything okay, away. Okay, okay. So I don't want to talk about it too much, but let me talk about Nathan for you so you can get a sense of what the show might be. The show is so much different than Nathan for you, but mm-hmm. it's with the same guy. It's the same so kind Nathan- of comic sensibility, though. Right, right, yeah. right. It is. So Nathan Fielder does did this show on Comedy Central for five seasons called Nathan oh, for You. That's a deadpan comic, right? Yeah. yeah. So very what he deadpan, yeah. very deadpan. He what he did does is he well part of what he does is he goes to businesses and proposes ideas for them to improve their profits with some like weird idea, and it's just hilarious. Like he's gone to like for Nathan for You, he went to like like a pizza place and and said well promise them eight minute delivery and when you can't deliver they get a free pizza but the pizza is one inch around the free pizza that they get like they get this little mini pizza that's one inch around so but that's they're not violating any violating any rules you know mm-hmm. and then he offered like um like this cheap gas but you can like fill out a rebate form but you have to physically drop the rebate form up on the top of this mountain yeah like you just <laughs> you like, you just, like six hours to a box to get your rebate. right and even after you get to the top nathan's with you and he's like asking you like he's posing riddles to you and you have to answer riddles before he tells you where the box is like it's yeah, like oh, this so all funny. in the fine print but mm. he does like stuff like that like having like a, a, a mechanic strapped to a polygraph machine when he tells you the estimate what what's wrong with your car like <laughs> shit like that like it's crazy but the rehearsal is quite a bit different and it's mm-hmm. on HBO and um yeah I'm not going to speak too much on it because DP's watching it yeah, but highly behind. recommend I've watched the entire thing all the way through I got to the end and mm-hmm. highly recommend I was fascinated fascinated by it nathan fielder is a weird dude yeah so funny he's awesome i haven't i haven't watched much of him um i was on a uh vacation like a month and a half or so ago and one of my buddies is thoroughly in love with that guy and Mm -hmm. he sat us down to watch i think it was nathan for you and uh it was it you know that that kind of comedy is uh not for everybody. So like half yeah. the room was like, what? Mm. And like for me personally, it his style of comedy, I understand the humor, but it makes me so uncomfortable. The, the just the the natural and deadpan of it. Mm-hmm. And it's it, I like I can't it's like I have to cover up my eyes. Like I can't look. I can't watch. But, Even the intro for Nathan for you, where he's like, I went to one of Canada's top business schools. And graduated with pretty good grades. <laughs> and right, and they show, like and they show it's like, yeah, it's like, no, it's like a B minus, a C, a B plus, a B, an A minus. Like, not, not yeah, very I'm good I'm an grades. expert because I got pretty good grades. <laughs> no, uh, I think he says stuff. really good grades, but he's, yeah. he's just exaggerating. Yeah. But he even, like, during the episode where he straps the guy to the the polygraph the mechanic or whatever mm. he does like a little test run with the with the uh the polygraph examiner and the guy asks him have you ever watched like pornographic videos online <laughs> and and he says no and he's like no you're lying and then he's like have you ever 
you know, pleasured yourself to it. He says, no, he says, you're lying. And then, <laughs> and then when they get the mechanic involved, they have a customer there, like, and he's asking questions They're like, nope, that's true. Yep. He's telling the truth. And then Nathan's like, oh, like behind the woman being like, oh, but you know, when he examined me, you know, he, uh, <laughs> when he examined me, I was yeah. telling the truth and he was wrong. <laughs> and he's arguing with the polygraph guy. He said, and the polygraph examiner is like, no, you were telling a lie. You were lying. It's a whole thing. So uh, incredible, incredible. Yeah. So, very, but I get it, Marky, funny. because I get what you say, Marky. It's not for everybody because my assistant manager felt the same way. I told her about Nathan for you. And she's like, oh, yeah, I've heard of that. It's like, that just makes me really uncomfortable. Yeah, that sort of humor just makes it's, me really, even though really it's, it's it's weird. It's even though like I'm detached, like watching it on TV, like it's mm-hmm. I still like I I have no problem watching a horror movie, but like seeing something like that, I literally have to look away. Like it makes me that uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I don't I I actually it's a recommendation with like some some you know like caveats, obviously like. Yeah. You have to be into that sort of stuff. It's not for everybody. Yeah, it's not mm. for everybody. But, but I think but, the for the people that it, it is, it's it is. I understand that it is very special, and yeah. like that that yeah. guy is is nailing something very yeah. special. Those, there. those first couple episodes I've seen so far with the rehearsal have been fucking excellent. And the whole <laughs> premise is like, you know, like if you're gonna do something, like whether it's like ask someone out or you know a, a job interview you, your best bet is to rehearse it first so like you know i had this one girl that w- wanted to like do online dating so he had her like practice going on dates with someone and this guy that needed to tell his friend that he had been lying all this time and so he had him rehearse it for like weeks and weeks and they had this elaborate fucking setups that look like a bar so he could go. Oh in yeah. He created like a replica of the bar, like an actual <laughs> replica of the bar he was going to yeah. go to. They spent shit tons of money. Hired an to actor to be like be her weird. double. Yeah. <laughs> to be the friend, the double of the friend so that he yeah. could confess to her. Ah, uh, so funny. And the then mo- he even the amount of the, effort was, they put into it. Is oh yeah. He sent the yeah. double, the actress to meet the real person mm-hmm. and the guise of like some of the, I don't know what the guys was. Yeah, I forget what it meeting was. Meeting like, her for some reason, like yeah. something to do with her job or something. But and like man, he uh, the extent that he will go for the mm-hmm. rehearsal. Yeah, just, just keep for wa- a joke. Just keep, just it's keep watching. <laughs> just keep watching. Keep watching. I need, I need to give it a good, another go. As much as it yeah. makes me uncomfortable, I understand how it is genius. I just need so, to kind of like grit my teeth and get through it. Mm-hmm. So Nathan, for you is you can find that on Hulu, but um, the rehearsal is strictly on HBO. Yeah, yeah. He went to HBO with this concept, and they were like, oh, "Yeah, sure, <laughs> yeah, buddy, we'll do it." You know, HBO is a little crazy, but you know, they know they know interesting stuff when they see it. Though mm-hmm. I think HBO does, but so that's my recommendation. It's a good and, one. You guys have anything else before we wrap this puppy up? Uh, one last time, yeah. Follow us on social media. Uh, we're at Movie Council Pod. Uh, you can email us. It's Movie Council Pod at Gmail, and uh, give us a rating and a review wherever you're listening. It it helps out the podcast, and we appreciate it tremendously. So yeah, give us a quick five stars and write a quick review. Yeah, definitely. So Marky, Dan, yes, sir. Good night from the Movie Council. Night, night. Good night.
I'm not fighting you, Dan. The movie council is adjourned.